What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. I have uh, my new recent friend and colleague that I met in Nashville, Nicola Coyne here, the founder of Healthy Steps Nutrition, HSN. Some of you guys might be familiar with what it is that she's done in this space in a very quick period of time. And the reason it's in, you're the most interesting to me is um, I didn't see anyone else pop in the nutrition space like you did within the ecosystem of CrossFit. You did a very good job. There's been a lot of people that have come and gone, right? Like we could say Kelly Starrett was the first mobility, you know, flexibility dude to pop out of the CrossFit ecosystem, right? And then you had, um, you've obviously had Rob Wolf go on on, the, on his own nutrition front. And you've had, uh, you know, other little things. I look at CrossFit as like the sun and there are all these planets kind of <laughs> around it. And then yeah. they kind of explode into their own galaxy. They go and create their own, you know, solar system, if you will. Nutrition was one that a lot of people ran at and not that they haven't been successful, but I would say yours is the one that I constantly heard. I saw it in through multiple different people of authority that I trusted and know in this space. And uh, you were able to, to turn this thing into something really, really impressive. If you wouldn't mind, give everybody kind of the, you know, the two minute kind of wrap as to how you took this and created HSN into this B2B platform. <laughs> Definitely wasn't the plan when I started Healthy Steps Nutrition, right? I started Healthy Steps Nutrition 10 years ago with the vision to help people make health in South Florida a way of life to help them get on the other side of, of healthcare. I was working in the hospital as a dietitian. Um, my husband and I met at a CrossFit gym. We started traveling around to different CrossFit gyms, running challenges, which every CrossFit gym owner does. And I was essentially helping them fall for this challenge trap where they ran challenges and then their program ended at the end of a challenge. And back in 2015, there was a gym owner that said, Hey, I want to run your program, healthy steps, nutrition at my gym. And I was like, mm, I have the secret sauce. At that point, I was the only person in the company. And then I had a three hour drive home and my wheels are turning. Like, what if we could systemize everything so she couldn't screw it up? And that was essentially like the, the Alex Hermosi of nutrition in a good way, like the, good <laughs> ver the good version of what he did. Cause he used to go gym to gym to gym and launch the gyms and do the sales. And yeah. then obviously realized there was no, there was no scale to that. So, yeah. um, okay. So you have this three hour car ride. You're like, oh shit, I probably actually don't need to be there. What was that moment? Like when you realized maybe I have the secret sauce. Maybe it's not that it's so secret. Maybe it's just that I'm really good at executing it. It's not the recipe. It's the work I do in the kitchen. If I could teach other people to do the work in the kitchen, even half as good as I do, they'll probably have pretty solid results. Yeah. And you know, the cool thing in the CrossFit space is everyone knows nutrition's important. It's the foundation of the fitness pyramid. The first 13 words of fitness, like every gym, CrossFit gym owner knows nutrition's important. So it wasn't like a sale to tell gym owners they need to do nutrition. They all knew they sure. just didn't know how to do it. Um, so she ends up launching install amazing results and it was kind of the perfect storm. She had a counseling background. So she took all the behavior therapy stuff that she had learned plus our habit-based approach. And she was able to execute a really, really great program using all of the tools and resources that we provided. So Chris Cooper found out and he was like, Hey, why don't you two come on a podcast? And not many people know this, but the first recording of the podcast Sam was like in a car and it was, it Sam's was Sam who Sam um, is Broom and Shinkle was the gym owner that started it. it. And she was in a car and Coop at the end of it was like, I think we need to re-record this. This wasn't really a good episode. <laughs> so we re-record it. And then 
as soon as it launched, there were 30 gyms that had signed up for this program that I like was launching at that time to help these gyms um, build nutrition coaching programs. And it grew pretty quick from there. CrossFit specifically. That's after a case study of one. Yeah. So she was the first one where you didn't show up and do the work in the kitchen yourself. You essentially supplied her the recipe and how to execute it. Yep. And then I was giving her ongoing support, right? We would have calls every month to help her grow her program, answer questions. Yeah. And for everyone uh, who's not familiar, when, uh, when the Coles referred into Coop, um, there's a gentleman named Chris Cooper. He's one of the pioneers in the space of providing business education to gym owners. He wrote uh, a book that was super influential for me way back in the day, uh, Two Brain Business. He owns a company called Two, uh, Two Brain Coacher, Two Brain Business. And he mentors gyms and other brick and mortars. Um, uh, a, a very, a big figurehead in the world of, of business and kind of, you know, he kind of kicked in a lot of doors for guys like myself and other people going down the line. Now, walk me through this part, because this is what I, you know, this is selling the, or building the plane while you fly it, or as I call it, I always sell before I have. I always oh. sell the thing before I actually have it. When I created Microgym University, I literally made the announcement. I did the whatever. I had all the people signed up. Like they haven't paid any money yet, but signed up for the pre-launch so yeah. I could understand the demand. And then I'm like, yeah. oh shit, well, that's worth X amount. I better get the fucking work. Yeah. And with you having one case study and then launching oh. on a podcast and having 30 people sign up, did that, was that too much of a stress test for the systems that you had at the time? Or were you, were you do you think you were prepared for that? You know what? I think- at the end of the day, like I had a super big passion for helping people. I knew our program had been running for a few years, so I knew how to do it. It was just teaching gym owners how to essentially copy what we had. All of the tools, all of the client resources, all of the marketing stuff was already there. It was just, hey, here's how you run initial consultations. Here's how you build and price and package programs. So we had this really beginner training course. It's been updated every single single year since. Um, but, you know, I, there were definitely some hiccups along the road, you know, things that we, we learned. I think one of the big mistakes that I made at the beginning was not requiring gym owners to be a part of the training. So they just signed up, sent a coach through the training, but life happens sometimes coaches leave. And then, you know, this gym owner didn't really know what was going on. They're and, handcuffed to the specialist and then the specialist leaves. It's like, that's then, why I told people don't have a yoga class and that yoga yeah. teacher leaves your fucked. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, the the cool thing is, is when you're the business owner and you, you can make any decision you want. So I'm like, all right, changing of change of plans. We're going to require every single gym owner to go through the training. I don't care if you don't, if you don't want to go through the training, you're not a part of our program because I knew that I was essentially setting the business up for failure. If the gym owner didn't understand what was involved to support the nutrition coach that was delivering the program. Yeah. So that now worked. Yeah. Prior to this first experiment in Sam's gym, before Coop and you got you guys on the podcast, you were essentially was it was it more of a one to one model? Because now it became a one to many model. Yeah, so I was doing the majority of the nutrition coaching uh, at our HQ location. So I had an office inside of a CrossFit gym, and I was doing nutrition coaching. My husband and I were traveling around doing nutrition challenges. So. It was me, my husband, and we had one other person that was sort of helping like very, very part-time with nutrition coaching, but that was kind of it for our team. Now we have 25 people on our team. What, um, when you were doing one-to-one kind of, were you doing everything? Would you mind sharing? Like what, what would you guys do in a, in a given month in revenue at that scale? Yeah, that's a good question. 
So at that point, it was not not including challenge revenue because challenges like that's a great that's a big source of revenue. If you have gyms, like we would have gyms that would have eighty plus people sign up for a nutrition challenge, we would charge one hundred and twenty bucks per person. Yeah, that's great. The, give the gym owner thirty bucks of that, and then we would take the rest. Yeah. Um, you know, from a monthly revenue, I think we we're you know probably averaging three to $4,000 a month with nutrition. It wasn't really that much, but I also was working part-time at the time at the hospital. Still was an RD. Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't solely just doing nutrition. I remember. It's kind of a side hustle. Yeah. It it was a side hustle, right? I remember talking to Chris Cooper after the podcast got released and and I ended up working with him for quite some time one-on-one. And I remember the first time I started working with him, I was like, my number one goal is to get out of the hospital. That's not where my passion is. I want to focus on this solely. And I just want to do this. Like, how quickly can I get there? And it was a numbers game, right? Like, how quickly can I replace the salary at the hospital with what I was doing? And it obviously happened within like two months. Would you, if you might, if you mind sharing, where are you at today? If we're like an average month of revenue in 2022? Um, goodness. Over $150,000 a month. Oh man, Nicole, I love hearing that shit. I absolutely love that. Cause that's, cause what year is the podcast for with Coop? When did that bounce or drop? 2016. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a very long time at all. Like not a long time at all. Not even a decade, um, which is phenomenal, which, which is so, I, I absolutely love that. Now, anyone who's into the, the, the gossip echo chamber and things like that. They know that again, you, uh, you worked with Coop and a lot of his gyms in that two brain business family for a long time. And, um, that's where I think, you know, uh, in our conversations, that was a a really good kind of, you know, someone put you on and and you kind of got like, you know, you were able to, to get really good access to a ton of people. Um, but that like all things, like I said, all these sons, right? Let's call two brains, two brains, a a mini sun, right? They've got, you know, an ecosystem and businesses that they work with around that sun and, and then planets get big enough and they get powerful enough and they, boom, they can pop off. Um, your situation was slightly a little bit different, uh, maybe somewhat a little controversial as far as that goes. What, what happened there and share as much or as little as you want. So the whole reason why Cooper and I got connected was because he had a problem that his gyms were not prioritizing nutrition, right? And I had a solution that, hey, we can make it easy. We have a turnkey solution to help your gyms prioritize nutrition. But then I also had a problem of, I wanted to become more successful and I wanted to systemize some of the stuff in the business. And I understood, I watched him grow to brain business. And I was like, man, if we could do the same thing with HSN mentoring, like I just need to work with this guy and have him mentor me personally. So I worked with them. I was a part of the two brain family for a long time. I I spoke at every single one of his conferences um, prior to COVID. Like I was a a part of that family for, for a long time. And, you know, I think towards the end of our relationship, I had, I had built some really good connections with CrossFit and I was speaking at the games. And then I would say, Hey, I'm speaking at the games. I'm doing a book signing. Here's the person to contact. You do the same thing so that you can come and we can do a book signing together. And we were, we were sharing ideas. I would be like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this. It's working well. And, and we'll go back. You and guys forth. were kind of running alongside each other at this time, instead of him leading the in front of you. And he, his business was, was bigger. Right. But I think I, I was out in the community a little bit more than he was. I was going out to HQ every other month at that point. And he was in Canada, you know, so um, I was able to kind of make 
some different connections where different other businesses, CrossFit found out what I was doing and Savon had me out on a podcast, um, which that obviously got us a, a ton of exposure. Um, but then during, during COVID, uh, you know, I think as all business owners, we were trying to pivot to figure out what would, what would be best to help support our community. And I realized like, Hey, these gyms are shutting down. Nutrition coaching can be happening virtually. All of these gyms should switch and pivot and do health and wellness coaching to keep their clients accountable, run challenges, do things so you can still charge a membership in your gym. And it was, I think about mid 2020 that he had come out with, um, a nutrition coaching program that, uh, a dietitian wrote in one of the gyms that actually built her program using our, our program. Um, they had come out with this two brain nutrition coaching course, which has since, um, been broken off and they're, they're their own planet now. Um, so, so yeah. Did, would you, give me, ask this, were you, uh, had, do you have any kind of non, do you have any kind of non-compete or anything like that? Like you were free to work with any other companies. You could have worked with four other business consulting companies if you would wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and same thing with him, right? Like, sure. but you know, he could have worked with anyone and you know, I, our, our values aligned for so long, right? Like we both are, all of us that are helping gym owners are super passionate about helping gym owners. And I know yeah. that if I can impact more gym owners to prioritize nutrition and accountability coaching, they're going to be able to help their, their members. And it, it spreads the, the impact exponentially greater. And sure you know, he, he wanted to do something in house, which I respect his decision. I'm super thankful for all the, the things that we got to do together, the opportunities. I think you know, it was definitely a surprise when I saw it come out. Um, I had yeah. no idea that was there a was- kickback model. I mean, was there, was, was he financially incentivized to keep you around or were like, did you know the writings are like, man, I'm going to get big enough. And eventually he's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do this on my own. Um, you know what? We did have an incentive model at one point. And then you also, if you're a partner of his, you pay thousands of dollars every single year to do different things. So I ended up switching to, to that model um, for, Got it. for a while. And I was okay. a client of his too. So, you know, <laughs> we were, we we're really connected again. I think, you know, the, people that I met into brain, I'm forever grateful for. There's some really good, you, Brian Strump, you've had him on your podcast before. Oh, yeah. He's a, a good dude. He's an amazing human. Um, they've yeah. been using our program since really we started and they've done an exceptional job growing a, a nutrition coaching program in their gym. So, you know, I think I, the people that get you to where you are, aren't necessarily the people that get you, you know, to the next stage. So yeah, you know, it was, yeah, beneficial relationship. I'm thankful. And so to date, or currently right now, I've got one a client um, who is an RD, um, mm-hmm. local in Charlotte, uh, business like anyone else who really does a good job at anything is has been hockey sticking. He's doing he's doing well. Hired on additional RDs, and we have a lot of conversations about this because. And I'm curious where you, if you have a if you ever had a line of dilemma of someone other than someone who put in the time, effort, and schooling that you did to get those very special letters next to your name, giving advice, giving, you know, nutritionists versus registered dietitians. Yeah. And obviously you don't have a problem with it, right? You obviously don't <laughs> mind, you obviously don't mind teaching this to people and letting educated, um, and again, what, what title, like what, what does that sound like? So let's say, um, a gym goes through all that and the coaches go through it. What is their title? Is it like the CrossFit thing where they're a certificate holder? 
I used their reaction. Yeah, so healthy, they're a healthy steps nutrition coach. So they advertise that they partnered with us to, you know, deliver nutrition coaching to help their members and their community, which a lot of gyms actually like because they don't, they're, they didn't just make up a program. They partnered with someone that's helped over 40,000 people around the world. Like this isn't yeah. something that that's just shown up and, and here you go. There's definitely a line with medical nutrition therapy, what you can do as an RD and what you can't do, especially in those red states where the laws are just a little bit stricter. Technically, every state has different laws. Um, I worked with CrossFit actually when the Florida laws were were changed around. And um, I've had a couple of gyms that use our program that have gotten letters from the Department of Health saying, you know, you're doing something that you can't be doing because some dietitian probably got mad that they were giving out nutrition coaching and turned them in. And I call the Department of Health. I'm like, hey, I'm the dietitian that's overseeing the program. They're not actually out of scope. They're perfectly fine using a habit-based approach, keeping their clients accountable with healthy habits. Um, everything is good. Everything is kosher. And then they end up dropping the, the cease and desist letter that ends up ends up coming out. It's only happened twice in seven years. Um, and you, you guys were able to take care of it each time. Yeah, it's, that's it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I get a lot of clients who are like, Hey, I'm doing like North Carolina is a state. Like you can't yep. even give a, a nutritional recommendation. You can't give a, a, an in fact prescription. Um, like, yeah, buddy. But the, here's the thing is I'm not a lawyer. First off, I, I'm definitely not a lawyer, uh, but I am a forgiveness over permission kind of guy. And you're probably going to be fine in what you're doing. Stay away from a few choice words. Don't put them in the emails or marketing, let you know, anything like that. But by and large, you'll generally probably be okay. Um, have you heard of any organizations like or gyms, CrossFit gyms, things like that, that were not associated with HSN who got smacked down for giving nutritional coaching? Two, actually, in the state of Florida, um, got okay. cease and desist that were not part of our, our program, ended up signing up with us after they got in trouble. Um, because they're like, oh, okay, that's yeah. a great marketing thing, man. If you could get that I mailing did. list, get that mailing list of everyone who's getting C and D's, and then you just follow up the next day. Hey, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I can make this whole, I can make this whole thing go away. It's really easy. Um, um, so it's like an ambulance chaser, like lawyers who follow the fucking ambulances <laughs> after gunshot wounds and get people signed up. Oh go on. man, no. So what? What ended up happening is the state of Florida. It changed during COVID, but in the state of Florida, specifically where, where we are, um, you could not technically charge for nutrition at all. If you weren't a registered dietitian, the laws were so strict. It was crazy. I actually have gotten in many conversations with some of my professors from, uh, undergrad and grad school because they are like, you know, not exactly happy with, with everything that, that we're doing. Um, but the truth is I believe there's, there's a real line, right? If you are, helping someone get healthy, eat more vegetables, walk more, drink more water, have balanced meals. Like you can go through a training to understand, you know, the whys behind it and, and deliver a successful habit-based approach. But if you're, there's a client that has type one diabetes, cancer, pancreatitis, kidney disease, all of these different conditions that require a medical nutrition therapy prescription, like their diet has to be changed. You as a nutrition coach or someone anyone that's not a registered dietitian could actually do more harm than good. Like if you give someone that has kidney disease with a specific regular diet that you give a normal CrossFit athlete, you could do more harm than, than good. So there has to be that line with medical nutrition therapy. And uh, we are super clear with what that line is and, and make sure that all of our coaches are within the scope of practice. And if they have a client 
that has cancer, pancreatitis, kidney disease, they refer them to one of our dietitians or a dietitian that's in the healthy steps nutrition, um, you know, family. What does it look like? Uh, so a uh, gym's listening to this, the nutrition is something they, they want to add. And I've historically, and we could probably even find it on podcast as, you know, as recent as this past year, I'm generally the, be a really good pocket knife first, stab the shit out of things, be sharp, and then become a Swiss army knife. Most gym owners, no offense, they won't listen to this, are not real fitness professionals. They did not put in their Gladwell 10,000 hours. Again, anyone listening to this, if this is touching you in a pain point, my fucking bad, but th- this is the truth. There are many gym owners who had a revolutionary experience. They were fat, now they're thin. They were antisocial, now they're social. They were on meds, now they're off meds through a gym, probably across a methodology or something similar or an orange theory. And now they fucking own one. Like they went to either a weekend cert, which I think it's still the, it's the bet, the CrossFit still the level one and level two are still phenomenal. The best weekend certs out there in the game, in my opinion, but Absolutely. they went from customer to owner and now their names on that building. And that essentially in this country allows you to be a fitness professional. You don't need any training, any education, whatever, to open up a gym of any degree. Now, with that being said, I believe most gym owners are barely fitness professionals. I believe they're on their way. I believe they're probably taking continuing that and they're working really hard and they're getting the reps in every day and they are slowly getting those Gladwell 10,000 hours. But then to add another profession that they have zero fucking, they have no experience in, in my opinion, was always like, just get good at the fitness thing first yeah, or outsource it. And, and like uh, the guy I work with, that's how I found him. I outsourced our nutrition, all of our nutrition work for him, had to come in once a month, do the seminar, work with the clients, get a kickback, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that falls in line? Like, cause again, a lot of gym owners look at you guys as a, yes, they, I, yes, I do believe in their heart of hearts. They want their clients to have better nutrition in their pockets of pockets. They also need more fucking revenue coming into the business, yeah. the building. So yeah. do you ever, do you ever run into like a kind of like, man, I, I just, I don't want you to fuck this up. Like, like this isn't a life vest. This isn't yeah. like something that will save a sinking ship. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think that's why we do free calls, right? I talk to every single gym before they come on board to see, do our philosophies align? Do our morals and values align? Like, is this a good fit for you? But is it, is it a good fit for us? Like we're going to be working with you. I want to make sure that we're a good compatible match together. And, you know, through those conversations, I'm asking, tell me about your business. What are, what are you doing in your business? Are you wearing all the hats? And then you think that you're going to add the nutrition coaching hat. And if that's the case, Hey, this isn't, this isn't a time for you. I don't want to set you up for failure. And I don't, the reason why we're so successful is because I am personally invested in every single gym that's, that's running our program. Like I want them to succeed. Right. So I'm not going to say, Hey, yeah, do our program. If you're wearing all of the hats and you don't have the time to invest in that program, like you have to get the fundamentals first for sure. Sure. Where, give me an example of that. So I get on a call with you or we're sco- you're scoping me out. I'm scoping you out. I'm asking the questions. You're asking the questions. Give me an example of like an owner or a situation without naming names, obviously, uh, that you're like, mm, not a good fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, happens. So the philosophy with nutrition is important, right? Like if I'm teaching a habit-based approach, one step at a time, eat whole foods first. If you are selling, um, insert supplement company, that's what you're pushing all the time. 
or your strict macros and you don't have a growth mindset, everything that our program is built on is not going to be helpful for what your vision is and what your, what your philosophy is with nutrition. Like you can't, it's not going to work. So, you know, you're not gonna be able to leverage all the tools and resources that we provide. So, you know, the nutrition philosophy piece is, is really important. Um, the other thing is if I'm talking to you and you're saying that you coach every class, you clean the bathrooms, you do all these things and you're, you're so busy yet. You want to be the one to do nutrition coaching. I'm going to say, Hey, you need to offload some of these other things, hire a coach, get someone else to support the role and then find a nutrition coach to help support the role. Let's, let's talk through it. Right. I think a lot of times we end up what ends up happening, why nutrition programs fail is because you're the gym owner. You look at your GM, you're like, yep, you have extra hours. I'm going to have you do nutrition coaching. Your GM is not passionate about nutrition. They don't eat healthy food. They bring in Dunkin' Donuts and, you know, ice cream every single week on Saturdays. And they're, your clients aren't going to see them as the nutrition coach figure because they're not following it themselves or they're not even passionate about it. So, you know, figuring out as a gym owner, who's going to be the good, a good fit to help support the role is the most important thing before figuring out what your nutrition program execution strategy is going to look like. Yeah. One of the first things I'll do with the gym is I try to, um, I try to look under the couch cushions for them. I try to sh- like, just open up the couch cushions and I show like, look at all that fucking money that's in there. It's just easy money. We just turn that, you know, these are things like, transitioning people from credit card to ACH and they want to stay yeah. credit card, keep, you know, keep a three and a half percent surcharge on there to cover the cost of that. Right. Things yep. like having 30 day cancellation notices, price corrections versus price raises, all that good shit. But this, in this scenario, additional services are things that we sell to our current customers. Sure. It can create a new marketing funnel of fresh, different types of bodies into your facility who are not there to burpee and box jump. They are there mm-hmm. just for the nutrition. So let, but yep. let's just stay within the current market. How much money is under the couch cushions, do you think, for the average gym if they turn on nutrition? On average per month, gym owners are charging like for a 12-month period of time, on average, 130 to 150 per month for just Got nutrition it. coaching. So, so maybe close to 2Xing the current membership base program. So, Push press reports tell us that nutrition clients are worth financially double and they stay double the length of engagement. So based on reporting for gym owners that do well with nutrition coaching, they stay double as long they're worth double to your business. That's so that's interesting to me is nutrition. And I've had this conversation with dietitians. It's compared to fitness. Would you agree that it's got a lower rate of compliance? Like, eating well versus going to the gym. I think that if you don't set up your program, right, your the compliance rate is really low for sure. If you don't have check-ins with your clients regularly, if you're not focusing on one habit at a time, I mean, research shows us if you focus on one thing at a time, at a time, you're 80% compliant to maintain that one thing over the course of a year, two things, less than 30%, three things, less than 5%. If you think about most nutrition coaching programs, you're having them change more than three things at one time. A lot of times you're saying, I don't care what you were doing before. Here's your macros. Here's your meal plan. Follow it. They don't even know how to cook. You know, they don't even know what, what a protein is, let alone how to create this balanced meal and, you know, go to a recipe page and find recipes and, and fit them in. Like that's just too much of, of a step for most people to take. We're so 
when we used to offer nutrition, again, my, my demographic was young professional. I always joked around, like I got all the kids in their grown up dorms, like their first apartment complex out of college. Um, and I used to joke around, my gym was like 3D Tinder. It really was. It was all, it was all single. They just moved to Charlotte. They're looking for fitness. They're looking to find a friendship group and they're looking to fuck. Like I joked around, it was the three F's and, um, which again, you just have to, you know, you have to accept the market that you're in. If you're in the suburbs yeah. and you got two and a half people per household and mom and dad and a kid and a golden retriever, it's a different scene, right? Would yeah. you say there's a certain, would you say a younger demographic, that young professional post-college versus newly married young mom and dads versus empty, empty nesters? Is there a demographic that really, if you had to pick, this is the hotbed for nutrition? Which demographic would it be, or are you not seeing any difference amongst like the three examples I just gave? Yeah, you know, I think everyone's why is a little bit different, but you know, when you position your nutrition coaching program in the form of a transformation, what do people want when they join your gym? All of those demographics, you know, you you mentioned the three F's, but a lot of times it's hey, I want to lose weight, I yep. want to change my body composition, I yeah, I want friends, I want community, I I want accountability if someone's trying to lose weight and change their body composition, should nutrition be a part of that program at any demographic? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I even, <laughs> I, I tell the gyms, you know, a lot of people think I dislike the really, you know, very competitive, unapologetic CrossFit gym. I absolutely love them if they do it right uh, from a branding perspective, but I, I'll talk to a gym that's very hardcore competitive, constantly trying to send teams to the games or whatever that may be with the open. And I'm like, you are definitely an avatar of a gym that should be able to sell nutrition because these people are literally doing this with everything in their might to achieve a performance-based goal. And there's no greater motivation than sport, in my opinion, you know, maybe health, like you're going to die, Johnny, if you don't lose 200 pounds, but like these, you know, anyone chasing performance in sport, because sport can be so mentally captivating and consuming. And if nutrition is looked at as the thing I can do to train when I'm not training, which is how really, you know, athletes kind of think of it like, oh, I can't train every hour of the day. But if my eating is like me training, because they, they have a, they have a, a couple screws loose sometimes at the, at the extreme athlete end of the mindset. Do you see that on the competitive gyms? Like those that, that CrossFit is very much a sport for them, maybe a little bit more than it is a, a fitness methodology for the general physical population. I mean, yeah, of course they're going to do well with nutrition, but I, to be honest, like the clients that we love working with the most are the moms that are looking to lose weight and just get their bodies back and want to be a good example for their kids or the moms that are now empty esters that have time that are like, Hey, I need, I want to feel more confident in my skin. You know, like those are the people that we could truly transform their, their health and their lives. Do we have like competitive athletes? Yes. But the true transformations are not those people going to the games. Like that's such a small percentage of, of actual gyms. Sure. We just sure. had a, a meeting with a bunch of gym owners that were in our program and quite a few of them are 12, 13, 14 year CrossFit affiliates that didn't start with nutrition and ended up partnering with us and slowly have transitioned. And you know, the, the theme for everyone that was talking today was like, Hey, the relationships are so much better because now I offer nutrition. And our CrossFit gym started with nutrition because we started as a nutrition company first and then expanded to the CrossFit gym in the midst of us growing. I looked at my husband. I was like, if we're really going to help CrossFit gyms, like we need to own one because I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and, and they, it makes sense, right? If you, if you're sitting down with people one-on-one -on, -one on a regular basis, talking to them about the support system, the stress management, the sleep, their lifestyle, all of these factors that are helping them either 
you know, move towards their goals or inhibiting their progress to reach their ultimate goals, not just nutrition, but all these other aspects, how much more are you going to be able to deepen that relationship with those clients? And all of the gym owners said the same thing, like, man, my relationships is better. My length of engagement with clients is longer. Like how much does it cost to acquire a new client versus keep an old one happy, you know? Sure. Yeah. What, um, cause you obviously, you, you, you came out and started this uh, beyond the days of where everyone just slapped WAD in their business name, right? Like if you would have been like WAD nutrition, uh, it would have been, a, you would have been pigeonholed a little bit more, but have you found that as you try to expand your, your net into other arenas of the fitness space, has your heavy client CrossFit clientele or your association with CrossFit, do you think, is that pigeonholed you at all? Are you been able to kind of make your way into the other sectors of the fitness industry? You know, I think when we started was obviously Coop. And then I got introduced to Nicole Carroll and started doing a lot of stuff with CrossFit really quickly. Um, and we grew without paid advertising or anything because of the relationships that I built, built with all of the people there. Um, and you know, at one point I was like, man, I love doing CrossFit, but there's all these other types of gyms that need help too. Right. So I started going on other types of podcasts of, of mentors that help other gym owners or just getting associated, getting connected with, with other people in the fitness space. Um, and then they're like, yep, we're, we're missing this piece of the puzzle. I, the great example where we met the Tim Lyons yeah. event, right? Yeah. I think we've had seven people sign up for HSN mentoring from that event alone. That's great. None of them are CrossFit gyms, right? They're all yep. small boutique that, it, that only focus on fitness. And they're like, man, this makes so much sense. I can help people with nutrition and accountability and truly transform their health and their lives. Like that's what we all got in this business to begin with. Yeah. It's, um, it, so and currently, because obviously you're still uh, still a strong part of the CrossFit ecosystem, uh, do, to your knowledge, do they have any issue with you branching? Like if Orange Theory wants you to be in uh, 50% of their franchises by the end of 2023 and then in 75 by the end of 2025 and whatever you guys come up with the grand plan, is that going to be problematic? I don't have any non-compete with CrossFit. Um, we support them and I help with, I wrote the CrossFit preferred course. We, we have a free CE course that I wrote that recently came out talking about building health inside of an affiliate. Um, I do a lot of stuff with them, but we also do stuff with other companies and they've never prioritized nutrition. So um, we've been that, that source of support that they, this missing gap that they've had for a long time. And I'm thankful for all the connections that we had with them and they're not stopping me from going to work with anyone else. <laughs> I love it. So where I kind of want to pivot to next is this kind of the, um, the B to B kind of light bulb. I, you know, I, your business, you, you were, you were B to C for a minute. You would work one-on-one, especially through the institution of the hospital. You're working one-on-one with clientele and then the early stages, let's call it 1.0 of your company. You're traveling around working one-on-one with these gyms, doing the whole thing. And then you really scaled to a true, like B to B to C, I guess you could call it even model. Um, a lot of gym owners during COVID found a skill set that they're going with. I can't tell you the amount of guys and girls the reach out and said, Hey, listen, this whole COVID thing, I had to learn how to get go with the camera. I've seen yeah. like some of the, 
some of the videos that I've posted of content and gear that I never paid attention to, but now I'm going back and watching, like, what do I need for podcast gear? What kind of tripod do I need? All that. I'm really into this stuff still. Like, I really like, I think I might want to kind of get into videography or photography. Should I start that as a side hustle with my gym going on? And there's just such a world now of educating business owners in how to do a thing. And that thing is niche, but the end, the end result is ultimately helping the, helping the client and helping the bottom line of the business is the ultimate end goal we all get to. Um, What, if you could go back and do it now, what advice would you give someone who's sitting there? They have either a full-time job like you did at the hospital or they own a gym. Mm -hmm. And they also have another skill set though, that they believe they could spin up, start getting out in the world, get on a few podcasts, create some content and possibly start getting a few, one, two, three, the first five clients Mm-hmm. in their little niche, whatever it is they think that they do really well, what advice would you have for that? Number one, hire a mentor, like hire someone who's a few steps ahead of you in that niche to help support you and guide you. Um, and then number two, start putting out free tips. Like we didn't do paid advertising for so long and I didn't need to because I was putting out content. We still do free webinars to this day. Yesterday I did when we had over 120 gym owners register for this webinar on how to build a nutrition coaching program. I've been talking about the same stuff for like seven years. People still need help doing it. They still are are finding their way to our our support, but I didn't post one thing one time and then stop. Like consistency is the driver of results with health, with fitness, with your business. If you think that you're gonna do something one time or two times and, and you're done and you have this magic thing that happens where you're all of a sudden helping all these people, it's not gonna work. Like you have to be consistent and really, build relationships with, with people that are in your, in your niche that, that you want to work with. I agree. What would you say you, um, Coop, obviously early on, uh, exposure from CrossFit, your own marketing efforts, what was the, what do you think has had the best ROI from your own, your own effort to go and skip a rock into the pond and make enough ripples that it came back? Yeah, that's a great question. So In 2018, I went through the StoryBrand Guide certification. And the reason why I did that is because I knew that I was not effectively marketing our program. And I wanted to be able to effectively market our gym so that I could figure out, okay, how do I deliver a clear message so that people understood how we solved a problem and I would attract the ideal clients? And then how do I take that skill set? how to do a landing page, how to do a sales funnel. I didn't even know what a sales funnel was when I went to that story brand marketing thing. Um, I didn't even, I didn't know what I was doing. So I, I go there and I like soak up all of this information and then worked with them for, for a long time and got connected with a lot of people in the, in the story brand, um, story brand family, the people that do the, the um, real-time media for StoryBrand is our media team. So whenever we go to events, the games, or whenever we host a event, I bring them with us to make real-time content because I don't have, I'm not having time to do it if I'm speaking, right? Sure. And yeah. I'm not good at editing. I'm, I have VAs for gyms do, do our editing with stuff or, or even Reverb, the media team that we work with. So I found other people. I mean, marketing was probably one of the the biggest things that we I've invested in personally to understand how to effectively communicate and what we invest money in now. I mean, it's all about storytelling, right? If you can tell a compelling story and help people understand how you can help them, you're going to be able to grow your business faster and impact more people. 100%. And I was just pulling up, um, you know, 
so if you're what are you, the website for the service, not the gym, what's mm -hmm. that? Grow your nutrition business. That's it. Okay. So by the way, everyone, when she's talking about story brand, if you're not familiar with Donald Miller and story brand, he's got a new one business made simple. I think is what it's called. Incredible stuff. Donald's he's phenomenal. Um, yeah. All right, grow your new. So the one thing I love, anyone who's ever gone to one of Donald's story brands, you go on the website and there's generally just really good copy because that's essentially what you learn. You learn to take what's in the big dome of yours and it, it sounds like yeah, yeah, and then it comes out very elegant and seamless. Um, Turnkey Solutions and Education Platform deliver a professional nutrition and health coaching program in a gym. Simple simple guys again if you've never looked at any of the any people if you ever hear if someone's like oh i went to uh, a story brand workshop go check out their website they probably have some pretty solid language and verbiage and simple simple to understand um one-liners in there and things of that nature was that a two-day seminar it was a week so I did a week, a week. Long. so the two day one is like the first part. And then it's a week to become one of their story brand certified guides. So essentially I was trained to Got be able it. to like, people could sign up for us. I think I was at that point, it was still pretty new. And I was the only one that wasn't, didn't have a marketing background. He's cause you apply to be a story brand certified guide. And they're like, what do you want this for? I'm like, well, I own a nutrition company, but I really help a lot of gyms and I want to be able to help them with marketing. So I'm not planning on charging for it. Like we don't charge any of our clients, but I give them the copy to write in their sales funnels. I give every gym, like, Hey, here's the template sure. to use for your website so that people can understand. You know, if you go to your website and you're talking all about you, instead of how you can solve a problem, if you don't have success stories, if you don't have a clear call to action, you are screwing up because people yeah. can't just jump into the laundry list of education that you have to understand how you can help them with their weight issues. Would so okay, so you said that 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 was a big ROI positive event for you to go through that yeah. process, understand it, and then obviously be able to translate it and, and use it to help um individual gyms and things like that. Yeah. It's interesting. Do you right now this is a scaling growing business, right? We're still under 10 years old. 10 now, <sighs> 10 years. So you're at year 10 now. Okay, congrats. Okay, good. We're 10 now. Um how, where do you see the scale in your role in it? So in five more years, what are you not doing anymore? Have you hired a CEO? Do you, have you transitioned out of certain roles, things like that? Have you sold it? Have you licensed it out? Like, where do you see that happening for um, a B2B like yours that is online? You can take that laptop, fold it down, head to Naples and still be at work, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have that luxury. Mm -hmm. Um, where, where do you see that going? It's funny. I think this year I've definitely, this was the first year in 10 years that I actually went on a two week vacation. And didn't bring my computer. Like I did not check in my team ran thing, did all the stuff. And it, it was pretty incredible. We were in Africa, so I, I wasn't going to be able to do anything. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, being able to take time off is obviously something that I still want to be able to do. You know, when I was working with Coop and, and even other business mentors that I've talked to in the past, it's like, this trajectory that's like success of what you're supposed to do as a CEO of a growing company. Like you can't be, oh, you can't be doing these things. You shouldn't be doing mentoring calls anymore. You shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. 
Well, the mentoring calls is what actually is my passion. Like I love helping gym owners. And then when I, at one point I got away from it, I wasn't doing any mentoring calls. I wasn't doing any, I wasn't talking to any gym owners and I, my joy was gone. Like I wasn't happy because that was what brought me joy. I was creating content and doing all this stuff. And after last year, uh, when I went to the games, I was like, you know what? I'm making my own rules. Like I could do what I want. So we started going and traveling, bringing the media team to different CrossFit gyms to capture their stories and highlight them and started these owner meetups. And we're going back to live events. I still do one of the mentoring calls um, in the training process on marketing because I have that story brand guide certification. Like I want to help gym owners one-on-one with their marketing strategy so that they can be the most successful. We're, We're growing our team right now. So we have three people that are, they're coming on board our team currently, just because we we are growing. And I want to make sure that all of our people are, are happy and have a good work-life balance. Um, and, you know, I think it'll, my exact will, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I want to do, but I know it'll still be in connection with probably going out and speaking at events, connecting with gym owners in person, and just helping in a conjunction of one-on-one and probably a, a group setting really, so that I can help more people in less time. You see yourself ever in the acquisition game where you see another, another growing, you know, not maybe SaaS business or maybe another small version of you in another niche that you're not really either able to service or wouldn't be a smart pivot to service in going in and playing the acquisition game. Like Google sees an app coming up. That's like, that's actually pretty fucking smart. Why didn't you guys fucking think of it? All right, whatever. <laughs> Acquire and bring the seat. Like you ever, cause nutrition is so broad in, in, in its application. So it, like saying nutrition is like saying health to a degree. It could just, it could get so specific. Um, have you guys, have you, or is there anyone in the space that you're looking at? You're like, damn, that's actually really, that's a, that looks like a good business. That looks super smart. I either want to connect with them or fuck, I'd love to find some way to work with them. So there are definitely companies that I we've built really great partnerships. Push Press is one of them. Um, I love the guys over at Push Press. I think they're such good humans. Their morals and values, they do the right thing. Like I can promise you that we're not going to make any type of partnership or connection with people that aren't, aren't good humans. Like morals and values are, are the core. So if our Dan and Nick over there are are top notch, top notch. I love those guys. And we do a lot of stuff with them. And, um, yeah, I am excited to continue to work work with them in the future, but there's no other companies right now that I'm like, man, we need to to work closely with at at this point. But you know what? I think as you've done too, I'm sure with your business, you have to be flexible with your approach. And whenever there's an opportunity, I, I sit on it, I pray on it, I look at all right, what are the good things about this? What what could the implications be for our business? And I don't make any decisions quick, but I also want to make sure that. I enjoy working with the people that we, we partner with and we connect with. Every gym owner right now is having to deal with the, the infiltration, the penetration of tech into the, the fitness space, right? Yeah. Especially during COVID connected tech, um, yep. omni-channel, all that. Yep. I'm literally looking right now. This is, I, and I, I pulled it up because I wanted to get your take on it, but this is like a piece of technology. It's literally hit me in the face. Every Instagram ad, every word's going. Lumen, are you familiar with Lumen? 
That's the like where you breath bl- one. Blow, you blow in and it's a CO2 sensor, kind of like what you would similarly get from a VO2 max, essentially is what I'm guessing. Is that be like a yeah. VO2 max test where if any of you guys are familiar and correct me where I'm ignorant here, Nicole, uh, do a VO2 max test. And you're also going to get a reading as to at what at what phase in your anaerobic to aerobic exercise are you burning more glycogen and carbs versus fat, so on and so forth. Am I, am I on that? Yeah, right. Tracking. Okay. So Lumen here is this, it looks like a breathalyzer or a vape. It looks like a little vape maybe. Um, and I just pulled this, but like, this is tech. I don't know. I have no idea whether shit like this works, but like as technology like this gets more and more available for a client to blow into first thing in the morning and say, oh, my body's burning way more carbs right now. Maybe that carb heavy meal I had last night wasn't the best idea. I should add something more in line with what my macros are, whatever the hell it may be. Have you seen any products in the tech space come out? Like everyone loves my fitness pal or chronometer. Maybe you love, I like, you know, those are kind of the basics I see people in your space reference, but I haven't seen anything move beyond that. Like maybe in body, but like, we have an in body. I like in body. I think it's a great way to track biometrics. People need to see progress through objective data. So if you're not tracking progress with your clients, you should be, I would recommend only once a month and not just doing biometrics, but also um, doing measurements too. And you have to understand the the limitations with that, right? If it's testing using bioelectrical impedance, if someone's dehydrated or it's a different time of day or different time in their cycle, females, especially the reading isn't going to be an accurate description from the last, like an accurate trend. But I think it's a good way to, to track biometrics. Uh, again, we love it. My fitness pal, I don't like people tracking macros. Number one, it's two, people don't actually measure out their food. So they just put one portion size and then it's not an accurate description and they think they've eaten less than they really have. Uh, And it's too time consuming for most people. Like it's frustrating for them. They go out to eat. They don't know what's in the food. And then, then you're asking them to do these things and it's a pain point and they're not going to do it. Uh, I personally like to have people take photos of their food and send them through the healthy steps nutrition app so we can see, and I can look like, is this plate balanced? Does it look like it has half the plate vegetables, quarter protein, quarter starch, or is there an opportunity for us to be a little bit more consistent? Yeah. Um, so that's a, a good strategy. I, I don't, I don't see us ever partnering with that, that company that you had just mentioned. Like, I think it's a cool, shiny object, but yeah, not necessarily something that's really going to help people. One of the things that we did partner with um, a, one of the companies recently earlier this year is a company called Cygnos and it allows for continuous glucose monitoring with clients. So historically um, continuous glucose monitoring was only available for diabetics and why that's important is a lot of times, I mean, a third of the population is either diabetic or pre-diabetic and they don't know. And if you look at the number one, uh, thing that's a leading cause of chronic disease, it comes down to blood sugar management and lack of activity. So if people can move more and have more balanced meals with less processed carbohydrates and sugar, they're going to decrease their risk of, of chronic disease. And no finger prick or anything needed. So continuous glucose monitoring essentially is like the tiniest little needle that stays in your arm for 14 days. You cannot feel it at all. Um, there's a lot of different companies out there, like NutriSense is one. We tried that one. Levels is another company that worked with CrossFit Health a little bit. Um, but, and we use both of those. I didn't, from a practitioner standpoint, if I'm having you as my client use continuous glucose monitoring, I want to be able to see your numbers in real time so I can give you feedback. This is the only company that has a practitioner layer so that any of our dietitians 
on staff can go in and see their client list who's doing it and give them personalized uh, support based on what they're eating, how their body's breaking down food. We've done it with a number of clients recently uh, over the past four months. And what's been really cool is clients that, you know, have been working with us for a while, but just haven't been super consistent for whatever reason, when they can see the numbers in real time and they see the decisions that they make in real time, and then they start correlating their blood sugar with how bad they're sleeping and alcohol, they're like, man, it's not even worth it to have that. They second second guess like, okay, that that decision's not really helping me reach my goals. So put it, put a scoreboard, Glassman wasn't wrong. You put a scoreboard to anything and it changes people's habits. No one ever, you know, I, I remember the first time some kids showed up hungover on a Saturday class when I was across the gym and I was like, it just takes that one you're hungover, you perform horribly, you feel bloated and gross. Everyone else looks awesome. We went to bed at nine o'clock the night before. And before that, you keep your Friday nights, you know, manicured, you keep them tame. You know, you don't, you don't go crazy, but you're right. It's like, it's so funny just seeing, putting data to it. Um, It could go the opposite way. It could be a bad thing, maybe for some individuals and compulsive or this or anything, but um, yeah, I'm looking at the Cygnos thing now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we have a partnership with them, which has been a really unique thing. I mean, it's, it's not cheap to do it by any means. Um, typically people are just doing it for 30 days. There's a couple of clients that have extended it to the 60 day mark, but it's a great way to understand what's going on in the inside of your body. Cause the truth is like most gym owners and for my business, like we're in business to help people prevent chronic disease and become the healthiest version of themselves. Most people do not go to the doctor. They don't get annual blood work and they don't even know they have diabetes until their blood sugars through the roof for an extended period of time. It didn't happen overnight. So if we can help people understand what's going on on the inside of their body sooner than later, then they can prevent disease and live their best lives. But the the cool thing that we've noticed is it's not just the, the client that's actually seeing the results, all these habits are trickling down to the kids and the family and all these other people that they're connected with and everyone's getting healthier, uh, in the whole family, which is really cool. It's very, very cool. Nicole, I really appreciate you popping on today and, uh, and jamming with me. If anyone's listening to this and they either own a gym and they would like to add something to the repertoire or someone's listening to this and they're really into nutrition and they'd love to see if HSN is uh, mentoring, is doing anything, hiring, or how to get involved with your company in that other sense. Uh, what's the best way for them to reach out to you guys? Um, you can go to growyournutritionbusiness.com and check out, um, you can book a free call on that site and check out how it works with our mentoring program. Any person that gets hired by us at the mentoring side runs our nutrition program first. So they're either a gym owner or a coach. I bring everyone in uh, who's done really well. If you think about bringing coaches on, typically our best coaches are members that have been super bought in. It's the same thing with our our company. Every single person on our staff has, has run our program really well and wanted to become a part of the team because they believed in the mission and vision, which is why we have such, such an amazing team. Um, so yeah, that's how grow your nutrition business.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Nicole coin. I'll give you the link. Awesome. I'll link it. I'll link it all down below in the show notes, kids. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. It was so great talking with you. Thanks for having me.